it's uh, Dave Barnett from the investlocalbook.com blog site trying to navigate around gigantic snow banks here. We've had almost 500 centimeters of snow here in, uh, in Moncton and um, I think we're about to set a record. I wanted to talk with you today about an interesting phone call I had the other day with an equipment leasing broker. Um, the guy basically arranges operating and capital leases for heavy equipment but but really he can do anything like restaurant equipment and you know store fixtures and all that kind of stuff there is a business that is closing and it is a food store kind of place like a small special grocery store and um, I think they've arrived at the end of their lease I don't really have a whole lot of details about the existing owners of this place but but they're closing they've made that decision and most likely they're at the end of their lease. And all of this equipment is installed in there, like displays, coolers, countertops, and, and all kinds of small equipment, baskets, um, trays, all sorts of things like this. So the lease broker has a client who owns a, um, who owns a food business in a neighboring town that's very successful and he's got a good brand name. And is a good operator, has been open for decades. And he wants to expand and he wants to take over this location thinking that if all the equipment and everything is there that uh, you know obviously it makes it an inexpensive expansion for him so the lease broker was able to get arranged financing on all of the larger pieces that you know would have serial numbers so refrigerated display cases freezer coolers probably even the cash register system, that kind of stuff. Um, but not able to find financing on all the little things, you know, trays, baskets, scoops. Of course, these things have no serial numbers. Uh, if a bank came and tried to take them, for example, they could easily walk out the back door. It's hard to keep track of them. Um, and they're not fixed to the, to the place. So he was calling me up asking me if I had any ideas on where his client could get financing for that last little bit because the guy really um, is going to have his hands full putting up the inventory for this place and he's trying to get in with as much financing as he can. And, and it brought to mind um, some of the concepts that I use when I do my machinery and equipment appraisal. The difference between uh, fair market value in continued use and uh, some sort of liquidation value or what we call fair market value removed. Um, for many pieces of equipment there can be a tremendous amount of value in the installation, in the delivery of the equipment. So if I get a refrigerated cooler delivered and you know a lot of them are made in Mexico so it's made in Mexico, it's shipped up, put in place, installed, maybe it has to be wired in by an electrician, or in the case of a refrigerated or freezer cooler, maybe it's gotta have a line run to a compressor room, and all of that installation adds tremendous value to the equipment, and if you're gonna use it in that place, you get to take advantage of that value. Whereas, if it's going to be removed, that value just evaporates, and now you're talking about what the actual item is worth excluding uh, its installation and delivery costs. So I immediately said to the said to the lease broker, well, if you can get the big pieces financed, then basically 
what makes the most sense for everyone involved is for the seller to hold a note on all the small stuff, just like you would in the sale of a business. Even though there isn't technically goodwill, what the seller is protecting by being willing to do that is he's protecting the installation value of the equipment. Uh, because if the deal falls apart, what's he gonna do with his equipment? He's gonna have to haul it out of there. Um, if he owns it, uh, and, uh, and likely he does, he's gonna have to haul it out of there, then he's gonna have to store it, and maybe he can sell it for you know, some fraction of what it's worth, but the guy who wants it to use it in place, to him it's got the highest value, he just doesn't have the cash. So I suggested to the, to the lease broker that what he needs to propose back to both of these parties is that the seller of the equipment be willing to take back, basically a, a, do a private loan on it, take back financing on the equipment, um, and in that way protect the value and, and make the sale possible. Um, because it might not otherwise be doable uh, if that financing is not in place. So one of the things that I've always found is that people never seem to think of simply asking a seller to finance part of a deal. Um, and it's the easiest source of financing because if the seller owns the stuff, um, he can certainly just agree, just by making up his mind, that he'll accept some payments over time. And in a lot of the cases, making a deal like that ensures a higher value. Like the money he walks away that comes from the leasing companies on the bigger pieces of equipment is probably what he could hope to get, or it might even be more than what he might hope to get if he liquidated or auctioned off the equipment. So really, he's ahead either way by financing the equipment. Anyway. Just a little interesting uh, story about a conversation, and if you have questions about that, about private deal making, buying and selling stuff, or businesses, um, send me a line. And if you want to learn more about how to invest in local business opportunities and financing opportunities, be sure to pick up my book, Invest Local. It's available from Amazon or as a PDF download from investlocalbook.com. And don't forget to check out my new book, Franchise Warnings, which is now also available on Amazon and from the blog site. And we'll talk to you soon.